What's up, everyone, and welcome down to another episode of The Vault. And as the Bay Area legends turn, we get yet another one on the show. And like I said, I'm going to get many of them as they keep coming. And what I want you guys to do is watch this on your smart TV. Watch it. It looks so much better on your TV, I think, anyway. But let's Good get idea. back to the man who's here. He used to front a band who I hope they come back and we'll talk about that you guys know him you see him sitting here they were called defiance major 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 heavy hitters in the bay area thrash metal scene but he's gone on to other things and he's back with his other things he went on to another band called skin lab so much history so much bay area metal going on welcome to the vault mr steve esquivel thank you brother good uh, to have you it's, a, it's an honor it's not an honor. It's cool. You're, it's an honor to have you, man. Are you kidding me? You guys ask me all the time, get Defiance on there. Get Laws Rockin' on there. Get all the band. I'm getting them. So we just had Mikey in. Yep. Yeah, we just had Mikey, and um, which is great because he was the first part of you know Defiance, and then you came in as they actually, I think they had a, he said they had a singer before, but it wasn't nothing oh, yeah. substantial like it was with you, but I, I yeah. want to get into that, but I actually want to get into you yourself. Um, where did you grow up in the Bay Area? You grew up in... Uh, I, I grew up... Uh, you remember that commercial, Dublin, Berkeley, San Lorenzo, Cupertino, San Jose? Yeah, because I was uh, Dublin, and nobody <laughs> knew where Dublin was. I think I, I, I've conquered all of that. I, I, I grew up in San Jose. Oh, you were in San Jose. Mexican boy. Grew South up boy. Chicano kid. You Good, know, yeah. Up. And I, then I eventually got shipped off to South San Francisco. So that's kind of where, is uh, that? That's where it all started. That's where it all started. How old were you when you went there? Uh, I was 13. 13. Had you been influenced Excuse by? Excuse me, I was, I was eight. You were eight when you moved to yes. South City. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and your musical influences, even at eight years old, were your mom and dad's listening to traditional Mexican music in the house, or were they into Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin, and or early 70s stuff? I mean, what were you influenced yeah. on first? Uh, I, I'm a Motown baby. Oh, um, yeah. All, I think all, everybody is, kind yeah, of. Yeah, Motown, man. But, um, you know, I, I had an interesting uh, childhood. My dad was the saxophone player for a, lot, a few Bay Area bands, Rudy and the Cruisers, um, and um, I, I was basically just my, my mom met him while he was practicing. He used to practice in like the early incarnation incarnation of Santana, <clears throat> you know, all the white boys with afros out. In so fifties music then was what uh, it was. I, you know, I'm not even sure. Oldies, it, it, what they called whatever oldies? they were calling. It was like whatever Santana and like Neil Sean and those dudes were all jamming down in Golden Gate Park. It was whatever that that stuff was. And my dad was a saxophone player, Bobby Hernandez. Um, and back then it was just a big jam, I guess, down in Golden Gate Park. And my dad eventually joined Rudy and the Cruisers, and so I, I was basically at a station wagon. And I, you know, back in the day, life was a little easier. Uh, you know, not so crazy leaving kids out in the parking lot while your dad's jamming. You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, I know. I'd be out in the parking that. lot, you know, living the life of a kid, you know, outside a to, bar. I guess I used know? to watch bikes. My father was a biker and. I wasn't allowed into the bar, so was I was like the prospect. Outside. Prospect, watch the bikes. Watch so the I bikes. sat out. He'd bring me out a Coca-Cola, can of Coca-Cola, and I'd sit out there, and he'd go in for the bar. And every hour, hour and a half, he'd open the door, prop us out, and do this number and zip back in. So that's okay. All right. Did yeah, you get to hear the music when you oh, were sitting yeah, outside? Yeah. That's no, great. No, I mean, really, uh, 
It's kind of ironic. I mean, we're, we're, my mom, we were in an accident. My mom was in Mount San Jose Hospital and uh, my, just happened to be across the street, literally across the street from where my dad and Rudy and the Cruisers jammed. So I used to go and play congos. I, I'm originally a drummer. And fun, so we got in this accident and I was, I was a drummer. Got you know, shipped off to San Francisco to live with my, my cousins and my aunt. And my, um, I tried playing drums with my cousin's band, you know, run to the hills, do, 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 stop, simple crashed me. He's like, you're fired. I'll take you up the hill and show you a 12 year old drummer that will fucking blow you away, dude. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. So your Clive Burt chops were not up to uh no, I guess not. I got boom, fired. Boom, boom, yeah, really? Fired. Wow. You're out of here, Joey. Fucking hand. So this is my kid. You put my my cousin. Uh-huh. Probably know. Him. Um, yeah. So on his paper route, he's like, "I'll show you tomorrow." My paper route. Come on out. So we went to a paper route and stood outside this garage, and you know the kids opened it up, and it was it was the early incarnation of Death Angel. So it's Andy Gallion. It's Andy Gallion at what maybe maybe i was 10 or he, i don't know he was younger than i was i was a little fucking tiny little dude man and he was right this dude blew my oh, fucking ass I, away no doubt anybody that was around in the bay area at the time or anybody knows any early death angel or andy galleon period no mm-hmm. he's a pounder he knew i, I he's still taking- remember the song i still still remember the song and they laugh about it and they're just like you know i remember when i was a kid they're like and when i was small they're like you know it's just so funny because we're small and we just can't imagine you small and or remember those times I'm like yeah i was just the kid in the corner with the eyes odd shirt so know? what was the next step then steve um well you I, know, mean, I mean did you I, want I, to play in a band as a drummer yeah or? well you know i mean that that shattered my dreams literally i mean boom i was done I was done as a drummer. Couldn't go to day. like a hair metal band and kind of play even easier. No, because you know? I, I went. No, because there were closers. <coughs> you know, I knew my cousin knew all these cats there. You know, and Death Angel used to cover my cousin's house, and my aunt would feed him, and I'd just sit there and just, you know, I'd always be in the corner and just watch everybody. And I went home with the tape. I remember asking uh, Rob. I said, "Hey, man, can you write me down a list of bands that I should go check out?" And he was like, "Really cool," and like wrote me like a list of bands to go check out. And I I went out and bought I you know I think possessed oh really uh, Megadeth and it was over okay yeah. so yeah. this is your first introduction into metal at this point really so you had met yeah. the Death Angel guys and you're listening my to my cousin was there Iron Maiden so. okay so yeah. earlier but stuff mm-hmm. had, you had you hadn't been swayed yet were you a horror movie guy I like to ask that question because to me I was into creature features I don't know I'm 55 so I don't know how far behind. Mm-hmm. you are but you know that was a big thing in this and to me a lot of the metal fans are horror fans and i think that kind of went hand in hand with me did it go hand in hand with you i mean you know, was it a big thing for you or could you take it or leave it uh i wasn't allowed to stay up that late i'm a little younger 49 um and just a little <laughs> but so but my dad was into like you know um really into the three stooges you know and stuff like Love that them. i mean little rascals I little rascals great. i mean dude that laurel and hardy Abbott Costello. when life was easy man you know i could still <sighs> yes. remember that smell yes. you know and it's like the only thing you had to worry about was a whooping you know and right which, yes which right. were easily served Yes, but easily served, and nobody gave a shit at no, that time. Nobody. Now cared. there would be lawsuits and the police and child protective service. You'd be my in a foster home. Don't even know what a spanking yeah, feels oh, like. Yeah, mine either. Come on, my my adults. You mean my adults <laughs> yeah. don't know 
what a spanking ever was. Just from daddy yelling. Yeah. So then you, um, did you ever play drums in a band? And, or even though that killed it, did you ever play drums in a I, band? I did. You know, we, 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 we had a little thing, you know, called an inquisitor. Hot the inquisitor. Um, the inquisitor. And, of course. Uh, we played SOD, um, one SOD song and that was it. Okay. So when did we go, you know, I don't know if the drumsticks are for me, you know, but, Damn the mic! I I I, I kind of like that mic thing. You know what I mean? When did that come? Because that's I, I've tried to explain this to many people. When you tell somebody you're a drummer, then you've probably practiced the drums. When you tell somebody you're a piano player or a guitar player, you have probably practiced. When you tell somebody you're a singer, the whole room goes. <laughs> sure you are. Yeah. You, oh no, you're. Yeah, I bet. I bet. God, really? I I know this. It's probably the most intimidating. I'm a singer. I can do this. Yeah, I'm a rock singer. <laughs> what makes you a rock singer, Zetro? You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, honestly, right? And yeah. did you feel that as well, Steve? I mean, yeah, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, I'm sure. going to be a singer now. Oh, you are. <laughs> and, and what gives you the fucking credential <laughs> to be able to think that you can sing in a band yeah. because if you can play guitar you can play guitar like i said right, if you can right. play an yeah. instrument you can do it mm -hmm. and singing is like technique and your own sound and how if you can carry voice and add and being able to remember lyrics just there's a lot of mechanics to it that people don't keeping your voice after a 32 date in a road tour i mean there's a lot yeah. of different things you learn later on in life i'll say the lsd comes first <laughs> You, you, can, you have to have it in order to be able to be a singer because we're just we we are a little deranged. You I, know? I, I I did it when I was fourteen <laughs> to, I think eighteen very much. Last time I did a hit of acid was uh, ACDC Shoreline at eighty eight. I did a hit. Of, oh man, it was the best ACDC. I'm talking about lead singer disease. No, well I don't I don't know I don't. <laughs> I'm talking about lead singer disease, bro. I'm talking about LSD. Circle One's a whole other story. I'm with you there, bro. We can have a whole conversation about this. Oh, my. Um, oh, no, golly. I just think... Uh, so, but, so I mean, I'm just saying LSD, uh, lead singer disease, is like you... Uh, well, like we were saying, man, you were one of my first shows. And, and to say what got me started, Marco Segueta got me started. I seen that fucking dude, pretty as a fucking bumblebee, just fucking floating on stage. And I was like, oh, my God. I think it was his 19th, 18th birthday, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but by then he, he was a seasoned And back. he had this fucking big old blonde chick right next to him. And he's like, come on, babe, let's go. I was I like, bet he did. what? And then... I seen the singer of Jet Becerra come walking down this alleyway at the same gig in Mabuhay Gardens, and he's coming down that alley. I love that alley. And he had this fucking black trench coat on with boots, and his hair was fucking flying, and I was just like, now I'm in an Izod shirt, right, fucking with my cousin in a Death Angel show. I was just like, oh my God, who the fuck is that? And my cousin's like, oh, that's possessed. I was just like, oh. That's wild. And I was that like, holy wild. shit. That is How what intimidating. I want to do right there. That, that Okay, so what year are we talking about? I think we're talking, uh, would I be wrong? I mean, just maybe like, this is Death Angel, Ulysses Siren, Sacrilege. at the, at the uh, Something like that. Six? Something like that, you know. 
um, the Mabuhe Gardens. I remember right. this lady. Yeah. Um, fucking, she was really mean to all the bands. Yeah. And uh, the little Chinese lady. Fucking massive. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 She used to yell at us all. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember fucking the Lake of Fire, Manny. You know, there's a lot of Lake of Fire. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. So that's where it all started. Um, definitely. And then, you know, I, I like I said, I, I I was able to get enough money to jump on and find my way to San Francisco to the Stone, and I've seen you guys play. Uh, Exodus uh, what was the band I said. Um, God damn it, Agent Steel. I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. It was just an amazing show. A lot show. of those days we don't remember, um, but and just like that show, time at the Mab, this dude found me, picked me out of the crowd. Maybe it's just because I was big, or maybe he just remembered me. And he's like, "You come here," and he jumped on my shoulder. And what I now he turned out to be a guy so you named were, Toby Rage. Uh, was it that, the same? It was. It was the same guy. He did the same thing at the Mabuhay Garden right. show. With my eyes out shirt on again, right? This time I didn't wear my eyes out shirt to the Exodus show, but he found me, got on my shoulders, and started fucking kicking people with the. I looked, he had these fucking motorcycle boots, uh, something I've never seen since, and walking across people's heads at the Exodus yeah, that's show. That's what Toby did. It was yeah. just insane. It was just insane. You better be looking up. That's all I can say. Yeah, absolutely. So you better be You were a up. huge influence on me. I mean, and that, thank it's you. Just to be here and to actually be playing music and. It's just something that's been in my blood, and it's just fun. When what was Defiance wasn't your first band as a vocalist, was it? No, what, my what first was band it? was called Exanthus from San Jose. Uh, we were, uh, yeah. And what year Got was that? Mike Beard, or, uh, Eric Beard. Eric, from, great, um, yeah. great. I love Eric. Oh yeah, yeah. He could great have been a baseball player. star, but uh, we're really? like, dude. Oh, weird yeah. enough, we're opening. We're opening up for Exodus. You can't play the show. It's either you play this show or you fucking you're fired. He's he he could have been a baseball star this day. He chose to come play the show, and the fucking promoter lied about Exodus playing. It was never you guys never came, and my band got to play, and it was actually really good. Really? Yeah, yeah. Eric's a great talent, so you got a great play with a great guitar yeah, player. We great off talent. Pretty young. Uh, how long did that band go, Steve? Uh, for for a few years. Yeah, until I got kicked out of my own band, but it's okay. It's all right. My kids Whipped. kicked me out of hatred. That'll be a whole other episode we'll talk about. It's <laughs> okay. truth. I right, nobody. Well, some people do. Okay. Oh, Exodus guys, rip my ass on yeah. that all the time because yeah, yeah. they know the story and stuff. It was right soon after I got out of got back into Exodus. Like I said, I'll tell that story. Well, I don't see him so here, so you must have kicked him out. Of, kicked him out of the well, house. Well, no, they too. don't. They're on. They've been on their own for. I haven't had any of my own children here with me for a long time. Yeah, they, they've been out. They, they all do. Mine are very. That's the way to go, people. Mine are ready make to sure they the listen bus. to metal, and make sure that they get that they get out of the nest and they learn how to fly. Yeah, None of them asking for money. It's great. Cool. I'm doing well. The boys are doing real well. There it is, right there. The new awesome. The new Hat Right record. Yeah, came out. <laughs> <We would> say <laughs> Hat Right. Yeah. New Hat Right album came out. So they're kicking ass. No, they're doing real good. So. Did you demo with Xanthus? Yeah, there's a couple demos. Really? Actually. Yeah, it's actually uh, some some cat who's putting out all all the demos. Like so, rec, if somebody rec wanted to watch this and they saw it and they were interested, where would do you know where they could go I, get I, it? Like I was saying, it's about to be released. Um, oh, some, really? Yeah, some cat just reached out. He's uh, he released a new re he released Wrecking Machines demos. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Which my is god! An awesome wrecking machine, you know. So, um, and that that was a little. I saw the black shirt with the it. big green wrecking machine on the front. Yeah, Dude, those guys. I got a couple of yeah. I mean, that's where we got Scott. That's what I'm saying. Well, exactly, and 
that's why, I mean, and I mean, I'll get people in to talk about, I'm going to the deepest, darkest parts of the Bay Area to bring you guys all in the vault so we can tell everybody the story, you know, how, how it was. People are so very fascinated by the scene that we were all very much a part of. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, with all the other stupid shows that I do, I do a bunch of other things, but most of the meat and potatoes is to bring guys like him on and to let him tell us, you know, how it started, how it came out, how we came. Now, how long did you go with Xanthus before? I mean, how long did you carry that? Uh, we went, we went pretty hard for, uh, you know, about three or four, three or four years and, and they kept going after me. They had, they got some, uh, strong guys, you know, um, Henry, the, the guy who he and I started the band when we were kids. Um, he went on to a magica and he's doing quite well in the fiber optics or electronic industry now. Good. So he, yeah, he was one of the smart guys, but, um, yeah, man, it was, we, we rocked, you know, I mean, we were just, we heard that forbidden evil twisted, you know, um, forbidden evil. Yeah, great. And that, that, I mean, we all had a band meeting for it, you know, and that was, uh, you know, that was the carrot we were chasing, you know what I mean? And it was a very, you know, it was right after the big, I, I came after, you know, after the huge scene, you know. Kind of, the, um, there was always, a, there was this, the big initial wave, but then there was many big aftershocks that came after. Yeah, little, you know little I mean? guys. I, think, yeah, 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 I would sure. say big aftershocks, because if you looked at other cities, in the world, nobody spawned them 15 deep. I can sit here right now and go 15 deep with our scene. There wasn't one in the world, not even in any type of hair metal or power metal ever. That's why the barrier is so, yeah, you know, still so there. revered, I guess, yeah, is yeah. because, you know, it's, it's like us, Metallica, Testament, Death Angel, uh, the possess, Possessed, uh, Violence, uh, Forbidden, Defiance, a portrait. I mean, I yeah. Hellhound, Wrecking Ball. Hellhound. Oh. You know what I mean? I mean, exactly. I mean, I, I can pull them out from my ass. Wow. As many as there is. You know what I mean? Fucking Blind Illusion. Fucking just uh, so yeah. many bands. So, and I and, got to watch all bands, those bands from you know the outside. I mean? I, like, I, I wasn't <clears throat> in Defiance. Like, I wasn't the first singer. They had. They actually no, they had did, a singer, but he, uh, pro, Product of Society, right? Um, that was out before me. So you, you asked if they had a guy for a little bit of time, but he was actually on the first album. And and it, you know what? I really like that record. It, it, it it's, it's a, a great record. It's an, a very interesting record. John, uh, Jeff Waters produced it. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he they had you know uh, a good grasp on what every the, both the guys were trying to do so, you know something got i think everyone knows something got lost in translation and to hear that record well like, mike said if you take nowadays, it out of the bay area it ain't going to be the bay area you, you know go. what i mean so it's kind of like sometimes but you don't take it out you just yeah, keep yeah. it here mm-hmm. something in the water bro something in the there water well is. when did you get the when did you get the call that you know that they were going in in another direction and 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 because you know they were like you said, the second way they were, you know, they had people. Some, some, yeah, they They're were. On, they uh, had Monty some money. Damn, damn right. Mm-hmm. They they had some gas uh, in the tank. Well, to be honest, I, you know, I I had heard Defiance on the radio, and um, when I was in Exanthus, and I was, you know, I was I was homeless, <laughs> you know, throughout many of those years, and I, I heard it, and I was like, man, I got to make a choice, and I heard that this band called Laughing Dead was looking for a singer. Mm-hmm. 
And if I could, I Eric yeah, because you had a stunt. Yeah, yeah, Eric. Eric imported me. That was Rob, Robbie's roommate, Eric. Remember, he lived with Robbie Robbie's from Exodus. Uh, he lived with Robbie. I, yeah, absolutely. Yes, he did. And, We're all ancestrally uh, tied to each other, unbelievably. Uh, you know, it's, it's, and so much. I mean, and, and, I mean, really deeply. Here I come in, just like. You know, this yeah. kind of latching on to this tail yeah. end of something. I mean, because it was just so weird. I'd, so I joined Laughing Dead, and um, it, it was it was going all right, man. I, and, I mean, it was really a gig that I couldn't handle vocally. The, the singer, the drummer wrote the vocals, and I, I, I really couldn't just, I couldn't sing it, man. I could sing my shit, you know. Uh-huh. And it, so, yeah, the, so I got the opportunity to Ace Cook, uh, you know, started courting me and taking me out for long evenings and you know we just i work with ace with my uh and my uh, acdc tribute man yeah, yeah he's he's, he is a man ace he is, is a man. we're gonna do a whole episode with ace um so he basically was like hey man the guys kind of like what you're doing over there would, would you be interested and you know i'm, I'm a businessman i hear you this, what year was this about steve well what, oh, what, can you remember yeah i think it was uh 89 right when their record was about to be released Unfortunately, I joined the band the day after the record release show, uh-huh. which was kind of a shady deal that all kind of went down. It was, you know, kind of tough, I guess, for those guys to sure. let the cat know, you know. Um, but to this day, I really, like, I, I, you know, I mean, I like what I did, you know. I, I listen to it now, it's cute and kooky, you know, listen to my voice all freaking Oh, God, if I listen, you know. Well, I, I, but, uh, that's all of us. That's anything. Right. Listen to the Legacy right. demo and listen to me now. Totally, you know I mean? totally, totally, totally. It was good. I guess it was good. Sounded good to me then, <laughs> right? We were kicking ass then, right? This yeah, is metal. This yeah. is badass. Yeah, like, I know. Who, who gave me the helium? Where'd yeah, that exactly. Shit Whatever. Yeah, you know. But he had a unique voice uh, and props out to Ken Elkington. I don't think he ever got the the the, the props that he deserved. And um, yeah, so a lot here of people, I come in the band, and uh, everyone, you know, here's some fucking little mini Chuck Billy's in town. You know what I mean? That and, was the first rap I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was my it fucking was, whole career. Definitely, you know? Yeah, and, I guess. Uh, it was kind of fun, you know, I could play with it and everything. Ironically, I never got to meet the dude until later on, and it kind of kept me from even enjoying Testament as much as uh-huh. I do now. Uh-huh. Um, uh, because the similarities kind of parted ways, like, as soon as I started Skin Lab. Uh-huh. And uh, it was pretty easy just to kind of separate everything. And I think we were both like, hey... What's up? You know, right. Instead of like, uh, what's like up? Like looking kid? in a mirror or what's something up, like that. You fucking biting on yeah, my right. shoes. Like, I can't yeah, help you know it. What? Like, I, you know what? Chuck's not like that at all. He's never been like that. So maybe that was. Totally. The, you, you know, your preconceived uh, you, you notion know, of what it could possibly be. Well, it wasn't be. me. It was the scene. Yeah, but, I mean, the fucking uh, magazines. Well, you know. I mean, yeah. fucking dude. Every, every, the, we were monsters. They, they made everyone, us like monsters. My manager, fucking who managed the skin lab, the first thing he said was, what's up, Chuck? I'm like, you know, whatever. It's a it, it's a fun thing, and it, we had we had fun. With it. I don't right. It is, um, fun. but I never used a half mic stand, fuckers. So I uh, well, I never used a stick mic stand either. <laughs> yeah, no, they tried to peg me for it. I but can't. I, I, I've never have. I, I I can't have something in my hand other than the mic. I j- and I don't use a mic stand. Anytime I when to... I when I what no, I don't even like in ears. <laughs> I tried those for one time. I tried for one tour. And they was the hardest thing ever. I couldn't hear the crowd. And then I got a bubble of sweat in between it. Oh. And it was like, rrr, 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 like that. Oh, and I had that to pull the fucking like, thing out. Yeah, yeah, and I, I said, you know what? I didn't see Bon Scott with no fucking thing mm-hmm. in his ears. Mm-hmm. Give me a goddamn way. I didn't see Dio with that shit in his ears. Use monitors? Uh, just front monitors. Really? I don't like I the don't. in-ears. Can't have them. 
I don't like. I can't use I, monitors either. I need them for vocals. I have to. I want me, kick and snare. Yeah, that's what I need. I love me is umpa umpa umpa. If I can hear the umpa umpa umpa, I'm in on every time. That's what. That's how I cue in. Guitars, bass. Eh. I can give. It, I can hear them. If I need, I'll scoot up to their amp. Mm-hmm. If if uh, in the monitors, I need me in that front wedge. Like if I go, it goes, and I need cool. um kick and snare. But I'm a bit scared of my voice. Really? I just want to hear what they hear. I I have no problem <laughs> with that. I yeah. I'm looking for certain intricacies that I'm gonna make sounds mm-hmm. that I make and I want to hear them. So cool. I I it's all it's all mechanics. I was on I stage the other day, dude, and fucking killed that shit. Hard. It was fun, wasn't it? It was fucking, it was fucking so fun. fun. I had a smile on my yeah. face. The well, whole, I, that's where I seen in my night. I mean, Exodus a- had to play. Um, comic-con well actually house of blues in san diego for comic-con and i look over and he's on the side of the stage banging his head and i think at one point i stopped and i was like i need to talk to you yeah yeah you know like yeah. i had to do my show kind yeah, everyone's of, looking know, at him like, like, like they're looking at me i'm like me i need to talk to you. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah. you did your next you did the next album with Defiance, but that was it, right? I did two records. So did two yeah, more. Void Terra Firma and Beyond Recognition. And and what year did Void Terra Firma come out? Uh, 80, uh, 90. Uh, 90. Yeah, yeah. So Maybe within a year, that product of society was released, because I believe it was Yeah, it happened pretty fast. We, we jumped in the studio. Uh-huh. There was no touring. I mean, we didn't we didn't know how to tour. Yeah, no, no, neither did we. Yeah. We thought we did. Yeah, we lost um, more money at that time. We were dumbasses. Yeah, but we were having a blast. Yeah, regardless of it, I'm starting to learn now. Like, wow, where was all this money that we're making? exactly? I mean, what the fuck? That, do- you know, I say the same mm-hmm. fucking thing. And you know, back when I got into Texas, we were headlining three, four thousand. Yeah, yeah. It was sold out every night for like the first five years. Where did all that money go? You know what I mean? I didn't care. But, but there's, there's. It's a party. Yeah. You mean there's blow and weed and girls and we're gonna have a good time tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What night is it? I don't know. It's Friday night because when you're on yeah, tour, yeah. every yeah, night's Friday, Friday night. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of like, wow, who gives a yeah. fuck? Then you get older and go, but we're having all the money. You know all what these I mean? Handshakes. Like, everybody. All these exactly. Handshakes aren't adding up to fucking yeah, money. That's one know? thing. I was like, wait a minute. Merch booth was full. The fuck's going on around here? So now we, I think, as we've gotten older, I know at least we have. Uh, most of the bands have, I, you know, Testament and Death Angel, you know, bands that I'm friends with. Everybody's learned how to do their business in the seems business like now. It, seems you know, like, seems you like everybody knows how to how to how to you know make this make this work for everyone. You awesome, know what I mean, and, and it's a great thing because it's good for the fans, you know, that we can continue doing this because we've you know made made it work for us everybody and that well, goes with too. the fans we, we get to watch yeah. you you know yeah I but mean, that's my point it goes with the fans so. the fans are yeah. helping along by coming and supporting it when we play so as long as they do that we'll keep doing it because you know none of us are in this financial situation where yeah. we can go oh well we're done and and i don't want to I, and i don't think you do either and that's why no. you've been back so after the second record which was what 91 the second record with with uh, yeah uh, so Void Terra was defines the second record that was uh, yeah but then so ninety two the third record Beyond third Recognition record. came out second record uh, with you second record with me um, yeah well, you know Pantera had come out game has changed game had to know. believe me we um, watched the ch- they opened for us in suicidal oh, when the uh, Cowboys that was, that was, that was uh, 
That was that. I watched the game change right in front of me, bro, and I knew it too. I knew it too. I knew those guys. They, they at first they weren't selling five shirts a night. And we were all, man, these guys are going to be. Then I watch what happens here. Watch what happens here. Not a fucking year later, man. They were fucking probably the biggest band of metal at that time. It's kind of cool if you can, if you, you know. I mean, it depends. That, that that's a compliment, man, for you guys because uh, look at you now. I mean, your fucking sound is <laughs> more ferocious than ever, you I, know? I, and, uh, I think that's as you get older, you get more cantankerous. It was only yeah. going to happen that way, you know what I mean, for Christ's sakes. I mean, we were there, you know, um, and I know you, you hadn't come back yet, but we were there on the lesson of violence, and I, I seen it in Gary's eyes, like, like he, he's going to fucking do this. Like, there's no, this is it, you know? And, yeah, because, I mean, and him just, and I had... In like '94, we were working for a roof company. Me and and yeah. Rick. I mean, we had got out of it completely. We couldn't get a game of jacks, man. And we were in debt with the merchandise company and the label, the capital. And we just the the smartest thing was to just dissolve it so that right. they can't they can't come out. And once seven years go by, statute of limitations are over for everything. So and it wasn't until they didn't do that until it was almost seven years. They did another lesson in violence, and then by the time tempo had been too long, but um. When did you um when did you start Skin Lab and why did you start Skin Lab? What did you uh, well Defiance um, you know Defiance was a it had run its course. We were a um, bunch of young, you know, kind of ambitious dudes that didn't really know what to do. Um and I really knew what I wanted to do and um just needed to step aside. 1994, we went down to A Street Music in Hayward and bought my rig. And that was, I came home and wrote the first song. Actually, with uh, Derek Ramirez. Really? Yes, sir. I see what him on the, your podcast. Pops out, baby. Um, what was so. the first uh, inception of, uh, of Art Skinner. of Suffering, the slowest song ever. You know, uh -huh. Derek was like, dude. We need more notes in between. <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, it was just like for days, you know, open. Um, but yeah, that was the start, and I ended up, you know, starting the band there. Uh, me and Mike Roberts got it right. going uh, eventually, right. and uh, really, really started honing in on what became the sound for Skin Lab. I, I I felt a lot of um, groove to it, like White Zombie type type Absolutely. type type mm -hmm. uh, um, um, groove mm -hmm. when I heard it definitely much different from defiance that mm -hmm. you were doing so Absolutely. when you said you wanted to move in this direction is this the direction you knew that you wanted to take it did it end up that way when you started working with Mike or had you had an idea yet well you know it didn't because uh, well, well so I got kicked out of defiance uh, we got our first royalty check my, my That's always a kicker. Check. <laughs> we got our first royalty check, and I went crazy, and I was young, and I was on drugs, and Rob beating the producer. I remember Rob. Told me, uh, you know, look, kid, you're not seeing the big picture. And I was like, what? Are, you know, I am the big picture. What are you talking about? And of course, right? Well, you could carry on, the, kid. I love the arrogance of a child. Huh? <laughs> right. Isn't it the greatest? It was like, we uh, all have that. What do you mean? You know who I am? You know yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah you and know you are it. broke. <laughs> the producer. No, well, I left the band with money, you know, and nothing, you know, no home, nothing. Um, and I went to the Stone to see a show and whatever. I'm just pillaged from then on for a while. Really? You know? But uh, 
started skin lab and uh, i fucking met the most beautiful my, the, my wife right? uh-huh. so i'd seen forever and uh actually we fucking met at an exodus show is this crazy yes what are all these parallels bro what are all these parallels this is yeah. crazy anyways so um yeah man and and so that's all right it happens all the time like that because we smoke here we smoke weed on the vault (laughs) and we smoked a you well he smoked a blunt i just took a couple of dabs before we end no you were telling us that you know your wife had just bought you guys went out and bought the base okay and then you guys Mm -hmm. you were putting you and mike roberts had been putting it together but who finished it out who was on drums so we ended up getting uh going through a few drummers um we had uh, Paul, but Paul came in, and that that became. Scott I love Paul, mm-hmm. love guy, great love guy. Him. He's no longer with the band, and I won't get into that. But yes, it's our brother, still to this day. But yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. I mean, when I left Defiance, it wasn't. It was when I got kicked out of Defiance. I ended up coming back, and it just didn't work out. You know, we uh-huh. just knew that it wasn't happening. But my, I wanted melody, and I, I just love stuff. And and really, a band called Mother Love Bone. You know, yeah, I know you're talking about. They right. turned into Pearl Which Jam. They ended up turning into Pearl Jam. Yeah, all that shit changed, changed me completely. You remember at Foundation Forums when Temple the Dog played? Yeah, Exodus. Like, I don't think you guys played that weekend, but you guys were, we there. were there. You were there, yeah. and yet, you uh, <clears throat> uh, so you've seen it. You I, know I, I mean? watched it in front of my eyes mm-hmm. the year before. It was us, Priest, Scorpions. The next year it was. And Pantera, right? And Pantera, that's right. And the next year, it was um, the next year it was Pearl Jam, Allison Chains, uh, uh, all that type of. Uh, My favorite scene. band in the world, Life, Sex, and Death. Were they? Do you remember them? I don't. Oh no! Oh God, Stanley. I don't. He I looks don't like Buddy remember, Holly but, but, after the plane wreck. But I, I remember that watching, uh, I watching it just go from. Um, like one extreme to the other. Leather to plaid. And and check it out. This is funny because in 1988, I had to play Perkins Palace with Exodus and MOD. And I met these two kids outside of the show. Like they were hanging around back. And I was on my way to dinner. I think I was with one of the techs. And um, I saw them and I figured, you know what? Why don't I just blow their mind? And they were like, hey, okay? I go, what are you guys doing? You guys want to come and eat? They're like, no way. So took him out to dinner, and we kind of had a dinner. On that Foundations Forum, I never seen him again. I seen those kids. And so I walked up, and I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? I was more excited than they were. They're like, oh, hey, Zetra, what's up, man? I'm like, what's going on? They're like, yeah, we don't listen to Exodus anymore. We listen to Nirvana. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, just it was like, Right. Well, I took you out to dinner. You were supposed to remember this forever. <laughs> so it was like, whoa. So, I mean, we yeah, really, really yeah. felt it. And then MTV had ripped Headbangers Ball right off. And they called it Super Rock. And then it would be like, Yo. there would be a couple of metal bands, but more alternative, harder stuff, you know, and then. That's where I saw Rob Zombie was. But then there'd uh, be Biohazard and Rob right, Zombie right, because right. It, had, it was a little bouncy. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. And so then I saw Rob Zombie. Actually, one night he was hosting it, 
and he was promoting your tour. You were on tour with two other bands. It was when your first record came out, and he was oh. like, and it was on MTV. He's all, go see this one running Skin Lab live right now. And I was like, no way. Wow. Fucking Stevie's getting run on fucking MTV. Yeah. And then, then they killed that. You know what I mean? Right. So... All yeah. of us metal bands couldn't get a game of jacks there in, yeah. uh, in the 90s. There was one I mean, that had like the two-headed dog and it said like two on it or something, the MTV2 yes. or stuff like that. Yeah, there was a yes. little bit of love, but yeah, that's fun. So almost there. You know what? It seems like nowadays there's just, uh, that, I mean, all that stuff is awesome. I, I, I know a lot of people are very weary of where we're at right now, but man, it sure seems to be a really... Uh, open canvas if i could say um a blank canvas to I, really well, like right now i my guard is our shit our first song <coughs> in a long time comes out tomorrow my and i, I do i have no idea no idea i'm gonna play the song um i have no idea where we stand and my guard is down and i've never felt more comfortable in my life bro it's like are, are the kill switch engaged dudes gonna like us are the nails do, are the exodus fucking satanic hispanics dudes gonna like any satanic hispanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean dude those guys they're in the back of my mind i mean okay. when i'm writing a record and, and, and i mean everybody right everyone, you know and but it's like i've never felt i don't know what, what's going on right now with everything it's fucking awesome I, like you know it's just that's no, great yeah yeah but totally. that's the best part of it that's what i call people about the musical adventure I don't know what's going to happen on Exodus on our next record. Could it be so, you know, huge? It's Grammy worthy, and 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 everybody in the world digs it. Or some people going, uh oh, maybe it's time you guys. I don't think that's the case. Gary no. Holt's not a, not capable <laughs> no, of writing no. that type of stuff. Their fans ain't even going no like that. I, I no like that. Not even they nobody in the band. Hard. We're not capable of that at, uh -huh. this, at this point. So, but us, I mean, we've we've had uh, you know we've had a weird, you know, people called us new metal, and fucking our <laughs> revolting room record came out. It was considered like a hot potato. Our label's like, we yikes, it's not us. You know, we've our we're shadows fall you know fucking right. like we're in this oh we got one of those boston bands too you know uh, not to take away because i fucking love all that shit but so do i are we became you know the one of the workhorses over at century media in the early days that's right um, talk about uh, to, the records like steve a, talk about the ones that came out from ones? from skin labs talk about what year the first one came out was it 94 uh no no it um it didn't come out till like uh, 97 so ninety seven. Mm -hmm. No, I thought you could. Yeah. Why did I think you had? We got we, we started in ninety four. Got going ninety five. Started in ninety four. Uh, we got in ninety seven. We were on uh, first tour was fucking in Europe. Opened up for Machine Head on the More Things Change tour. Wow. Rob Rob had get, got us that tour before we actually had a record deal. Um, he had you know the whole thing worked out where he was he he had basically you know co-signed for us over at, which over doesn't at happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. You buy on to shit like that now, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You buy on now. I got a funny case. story for front for Adam about that. We'll talk about, but you know, young kids oblivious to shit, you know. Um, so yeah, we did that tour, and it was basically we had a deal, or we had a tour before we had a deal. So um, we were going to sign with Roadrunner, and and um, Monty had pitched us wrong to say, and uh, basically was like, why the fuck do I want another Machine Head when? You know, these guys uh -huh. fucking are spending a billion dollars, you know, Jesus uh -huh. Christ. So he's like, sorry, Steve, can't happen. But Borvoy, right, um, he ended up signing us at Century uh -huh. Media because he knew, well, there's no other band that has a Machine Head tour, right? right? So it worked out that really carried, good. carried and, some weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it carried so some weight. So sure, that sure. started everything. And, sure. and uh, we were shipped off to Europe, met Andy Sneap. 
and started recording our first record and now he's a star. Look at look at Andy Sneep, huh? <laughs> look at Andy yeah, Sneep. Fuck I it. know. Andy Sneep, S N E E E E E E P. Sneep, yep. Yeah, so uh, we've lived out and He's done every Exodus record since Temple of the Damned. Oh yeah, no, I mean, dude, and, well, we split time on the first, you know, um, on the first albums. Skin Lab and Exodus were like swapping stuff because W. Bono managed both of us, right? And we were in Hyde Street, and he was just the kid was work. I think it was like tw- uh, I would say my he's my age, so he's he was working on both things, you know, at once, and but so. Yeah, that's, no, he's uh, one that's of the most prestigious metal producers in the hmm. world. Plays guitar on Judas Priest as well. Oh, really? I wouldn't mm, know. He, he didn't call great. me. He doesn't. Well, <laughs> I have to call him, but that's uh, all right. Anyway, oh, you little so, bastard. Hope so, your mom's well. So, um, did you do an American tour for the first record? We sure did. Um, what Paul Bailoff called the '54 day fat out of shape oh, lead singer tour right you did 54 I, dates with exodus I, and wow a broken down tour bus that tom hunting had to fix every night ah! skin lab was actually i the bet roadies. he did we i we, bet he did he was he and oh, such I know. a great dude he knows how to do it too yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yep. listen on some of our buses, air won't come through, and Tom will be like, "Yeah, they need to clean the filters on the on the on the hover flapper because the under flapper's not doing the clipper dominant." And I don't fucking know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, yeah. And he's right half the time. I mean, he so. figured out that we were getting bamboozled, dude, the by the fucking driver that we had. Rest in peace. Uh, I don't know his name, but they were saying, you know, the old scam. You know, they pay for this, and fucking they didn't clean shit, so everything caught on fire, and we ended up always on the side of the road and everything but we were living large our first united <laughs> states tour in a bus what exodus, yeah with exodus with the park, paul bailoff stealing my underwear and socks all the time imagine what that was like on the same bus you you don't it get stories insane. like that insane oh i bet and because bay was I've insane all the way to the end the I've always been a fly on the wall type of dude I'm, i don't get in anyone's thing that i just love just kicking back watching everything and it was just fucking fun. Gary's the funniest, most disco, funky fucking turn on Prince, and it's on. And we, it's on. We Prince parties we had, you know? Oh, believe me. Believe me. He's, you uh, know, legitimately a huge... We all are. We all love that type of... Hell yeah. Like you said earlier, Motown and stuff. You know, we metal was, metal was definitely the major thing, the hard rock and all that, but, you know... James Brown and you know any it's kind of that type Marvin of music. Gay, Marvin bro. Gay, exactly. Me and Rick, you'd be sitting there crying. Oh, exactly, <laughs> Rick. Exactly. Everybody's got that root through Tom too. Tom will sing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes, he will. He will sing. Everything. He will sing anywhere. He will say. He'll sing the. He'll sing the stylistics. He'll sing any of that shit. Old school. Dude. I know he's married now, but back in the single days, I mean, Tom was such a gentleman. He'd he would sing, and he'd have like you know. Old ladies just like coming and massaging him and shit, you know. Where it was like Jesus, Romeo, it was like you know. Well, he a, doesn't a can- have the old canary. ladies; he just has his wife now. But yeah, he yeah, does yeah, still sure. sing everywhere. <laughs> it's great. On he'll go in 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 sound check and walk up to the main. Zach, give me your mic. Yeah, and he'll say, "Whoa!" One of the backup mics seen some soul stuff. It's great. One of the best days of my life was in Philadelphia, and. We just walked next door to go have a drink, and it was on the tour, and I sat in for you. And Rick got up there and started doing some jazz, just flying off the handle. Tom got up there and started just doing his little chopping away. Dude, it was the most sick. 
I mean, they had to pull the sticks off of those guys and rent, yank the guitar off. Oh, I after, bet. Well, that's how Rick is. After that's they it. played an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. And, they ain't putting it down. That's why they're, true, they're truly what they are. Jammers, dude. Like, some they're of the best shit. I, I mean, dude. I, and Gary was asleep on the bus. And I was just like, run to the bus. Gary, Gary, wake up. You got to see this. You got to see this. And he's just like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Golden moment. What, um... What happened after that tour? What was the next step for you in Skin Lab? Man, we've uh, we we beat the street. We um, Century Media. We they had us touring nonstop, and, and not had us. Uh, we were we were, what I know now. We were very lucky to be touring as much as we did. Um, we had endless support from them. That's great. Um, and yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, what I was going to say earlier is that you know the people that worked for us, the ki- were kids back then. You know. Are now running the game. You yeah, know, right. They, for, they they run nuclear That's the blast. Truth. Yeah, yeah. All those George Valley, all the kids, like you know, a lot of the ones I don't even know. Um, but yeah, man. Um, we we the, we had a strong team, man. They're they're breaking ground for us, and we were out there pummeling. We played with everyone at a time man. when metal was not breaking your ground at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty hard. You had to really really dig to get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, even us established bands that that were still we weren't around at that time we had already disbanded but even you know bands like Testament that had continued on you know I remember going to see them in a, in a place in uh, San Jose and it was like mm, 200 people there 250 yeah. people Demonic there. Demonic was, was a weird record yeah, for them I've seen them out of town Cleveland but that was still sick fucking show a lot of people there but it was it was a weird time for everybody yeah, so. Yeah, but it was it was that whole thing. The cold chamber came out, and you know, right. machine head, and everyone was it was you know the weird makeup and Limp the hair biscuit, and stuff. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that kind of rap metal and stuff like that. There was we were more soulfly and fucking sepultura based. Yeah, but we had that groove, so we got lumped in with that. Right, you know, and I, I think that's a, the misconception because uh-huh. we, we still got, uh-huh. we still have, you know. Um, what? How many initial albums did you guys do before it was, you know, before you kind of took a break? Because you did a took a break. Yep. I know you did a band called Reignition, which I want to mm-hmm. get into. And after you know, obviously we're going in a timeline. Mm-hmm. How long did you guys go? Uh, well, we we put out four records, and, and that was uh, actually we put out three records with Century Media, and, th- and that was Revolting Room, which actually was our biggest seller to date. Um, and it just, we we're killing ourselves, man. Really beating ourselves up touring 12, you know, some, I mean, sometimes 13, 14 months of record, you know? Right. And, uh, it just, they wanted more from us and more from us. And, uh, we were, we were breaking down, dude. Snake was in the hospital sometimes. Yep. I was, you know, losing my marriage. Is this? It was a weird time, so we just felt like, hey, man, so it's not really working for us, and the best thing we could do is just put on the brakes, you know. And we did, and it was just time to kind of watch our children grow. Get, what year was that, Steve? Uh, I would say 2000. In 2000. 2000, we put on the brakes, went on hiatus. Um, and what did you do after? Did you just do like kind of like what I did when I got out in 2004? I just went and coached baseball and you know, uh, kind of like you know hung out for I, well, I was, I, I I was came a back dad and, my, my son you know Elijah or Noah was you know he was born uh, 
right in the thick of it. So, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, we, it was always, it was just time to stay home as much as we could. And especially my youngest one, you know, growing up, it was, let's, why would, it was just important for them to have their dad around, you know, you know. I so. do, believe me, yeah. I, I'm, I can preach that, I know. And it's like I've always told people, you decided to put these kids and bring them into the world, it's your responsibility to make them productive members of society. Or productive members yeah. that still can make their own heavy metal records. I you know, just did that with a little bit of mine. You have a trade and everything, and you know it's something that uh, I learned a little bit later. You know, and I was um, yeah, know, I did. I was my, a, my better I was half kind of pulled along. Yeah, yeah I was I mean, a union I, I was a union painter and all that stuff, and and, and still yeah, I I, I'm a carpenter now. You know, I run my own company now though, and it's. Uh, it's not always been like that though and skin lab has not always paid the bills and sure. it's been hard on you know on everybody at home and it's uh you know we've had a we've had a fucking rough little ride there that's been you know uh what, what would you say um fun for just us and not everyone else oh, yeah. you know what I, I mean i tell everybody all the time this is a very selfish business that we chose there you go uh, and, and, that's and, probably and the best word i could it say it doesn't so. uh-huh. care about birthdays anniversaries christmas uh thanksgiving um, your brother's getting married and have to be this business does not give a shit yeah. you got a gig you got to go when the plane calls the itinerary comes just get your passport and pack your bags and go because mm-hmm. there's so many other people and elements involved in the business alone one person it's not fair to hold you can't hold it up you know getting into this yeah. that that i've flown home on a christmas eve and flown out on christmas or the day after christmas before you know what i mean i've yeah. done those that type of thing so i could be home for one fucking day so it's like you know um the sacrifices people think it's all the mtb party in the videos it ain't like that at all yeah. you know it's 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 a very hard life and people don't know it's not for everyone that's why why so many bands change members and stuff? Yeah. They love to make the music and go pop and rock. spokes. I call them. You know what I mean? What's that? <laughs> I call it pop sp- popping spokes. Yeah, and, you know, it popped is. another one. Boom! There goes it that is. guy. You know? It is. It is. So it's you gotta, tough, you know, you gotta stick sacrifice to sacrifice is real. It is real. So, um, what, you you came back with reignition before you did Skin Lab again. Again, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. And what year was that? Uh, well, it was. <laughs> I, I, well, we're, we're skipping over something. Oh, I forgot. Because this is right when I started singing for Exodus. Oh, okay. We, <laughs> let's let me get let me let me get back to that. We are skipping over that part. I forgot about that. I didn't know that was in there. Hey. So, two thousand and four, I um decide that I can't do this, you know, anymore, and I abruptly quit, 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 and um. I believe they had some shows in South America or one in Mexico that Matt Harvey did. Um, um, and I, I think he was the singer on that. But I remember that um, they had a tour with Megadeth coming up and um, I wasn't going to do it. And they asked you to well, do no, it. Well, no, it was Brazil. Was it Brazil? That's I, thought, I don't see. I don't think Matt did that show. I think that what you're thinking of is it was a South America tour. And then, and then, and please tell. I guess I do have my good. No, you're right. No, you're, so yeah. it, Matt couldn't do it, or something like that, and uh-huh. I became just available. You and want me to? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So take it. Uh, I want you to tell me how that went down. So yeah, I mean, I guess they had the two weeks in Brazil, 
And you and, did those. And I did. I offered to do that. And midway through that tour, they were calling you saying, dude, you got to come back. Steve's fucking sucking. Um, you got to come back because the fans are fucking hating him. And um, you well, got to come back to your that, fucking band. No, they but, were just saying. Well, I mean, you, you we'll have a little talk about that in a sec. You need to get Jesus, what a job. Anyways, mm. thank you. Um, you so, agreed to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So halfway through that tour, we got off of the Megadeth tour, uh-huh. and I guess you just you, you couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's it was the deal. Like them. I said, I had talked to my, you know my boss had come to me and said, "Hey, look, you can't. You you need to pick this or that." And I was not in a position where I could go. Okay, well, you know, I, this which is not really paying all that. Yeah, you'll much wait money. for me. This, you know, <laughs> here, just hang on, and I'll be back. So I had I had to do it, and I couldn't have come up to him and said, "Well, by the way, I got to go out with Megadeth for a month." That would have just killed me dead. And I, it was the only. So I had three little kids and a wife and a mortgage and all kinds of things going on that I had to take care of. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, at that time. Exodus was not generating enough to take care of all that. It was cool while I was, you know, being able to do both work and play in the band. It would supplement it a little bit, but it wasn't like the sure. main thing, and I had the choice to make. So I just couldn't do the Megadeth tour. So that was you on that, baby. And how much longer, how much quicker after the South American thing did that happen? Oh, dude, we flew home and started. Oh, you did? That's it was so, that fast. Because it was before I was like, babe, you know, I asked my wife and the boss before I do anything. Just out of respect. Um, you know, I was like, "What do you think?" I'm just my childhood favorite band. Is there any way? You know, I'm looking for a singer. You think I should tell Gary I could do it? And uh, they were like, "Fuck, you want to do it? Let's go." So um, we we did that. And on the way during you know South America, Dirter was like, "Dude, can you do you know Megadeth?" I'm like, "What?" Megadeth, he's like, yeah, and it's a whole new set. I'm like, a whole new set? I'm fucking barely learning these songs, you know, which was stupid. The funniest story, I mean, this is the weirdest thing. I spent my whole life an Exodus fan. And you had to come to sing the songs and and you couldn't. And I was like, what? This is what he's been saying the whole time. I've, you know, I mean, dude, I was, my dad used to catch me headbanging in the mirror thinking I, he probably thought I was jerking off, but I was headbanging thinking I was fucking Bailoff. You Hot. know, and he'd open up the door. What are you doing? No, nothing, you know. I'm Paul, I'm fucking. I'm Paul. Get the. Bell, no, I'm turning. I'm about to turn satanic on your ass. This is that's what's happening. So, so yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the hey, uh, Megadeth's one of my favorite bands in the world. So, you know, kicking it on there and cigarette smoke's going. On. Gary comes up. You know what the fuck? You know who's smoking cigarettes on my bus and. uh you know, he was just like, uh, put it out. Looks looks like I'm going home. Take care. You know, I was like, yo, dude, you know, talk to Gary. He's, he's, he's cool. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like, nah, nobody tells me where I can fucking smoke. I work for Dave Navarro. Oh, really? Dave I... Navarro smokes anywhere. Nobody tells Dave where to smoke. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm pretty sure Gary Holt. <laughs> We'll not let that happen. So they had it, they had it out, and he ended up staying. So it was a pretty pretty funny story. But so to make a long story short, he was Gary's guitar tech, and he is also my he'd take care of me and give me my wireless every uh, night. And we did our bumps every single now, night. Now, now let he, me ask you a question: Did 
did you kind of know that he was, or was he aspiring to do it? Did he know you weren't going to do it? Yeah, Talk about he was that. hot on my heels for sure. You know, and but how I knew soon he after it. the what the first week or what? Well, well, and uh, because I mean, he had seen my frustrations with uh-huh. some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really felt, you know, like that. You know, I I really feel like that was a, a big comeback for them. You know, where now it looks like their business and everything's fucking all rocking, man. It looks like everything's fucking rocking because when I was there, I didn't find a place for me, and I was just kind of you know trying to be respectful. I do understand that, mm-hmm. and I do understand that. And just be a lead singer, I, I want to write lyrics too. I want to do stuff, but you know, I I, I would be a young kid in the, in the band, and that's fine. You know, I just tried to do my job and. Yeah, he's seen frustration, and you know I think he want, he liked it. The last song, last show, he we actually sang "Deranged" together uh-huh. in uh, Portland. So um, then he had was he already knew that he was going to be trying out for the band. Yeah, I think they were talking. Okay, you think they were? Uh, I think they were. Talking. I don't know. See, I think that's why I'm asking. I it's all just, good. I was already uh, home by then. I, just, uh, <laughs> I, I was on my know. way home. I didn't but know. it was, it was. I'll tell you what, it was the hardest job I had ever done in my life. Um, going up there, representing you and Paul, it was the scariest, scariest fucking job I ever did. And I fucking I, I love you I mean, for giving me the opportunity res- for that. We have such respect because, for you, you know but, what I mean? I mean, I appreciate that, but and likewise, but it's, dude... And I don't it's think like it, when you go into read this, you know, the statement, you have it all worked out, you're going, and you just fucking draw a blank. Dude, I had these cue cards that were 11 by 17. I learned how to flip them over. I don't think the fans knew that, but I learned how to flip them fuckers over with my feet like fucking monkey toes, dude. Every Dude, it was the hardest thing. By the end of the tour, the management had, like, taken away. And I was furious because I still didn't know all those fucking... Dude, Toxic Waltz, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. I thought I'd known that song. I thought I fucking grew up with that song, dude. It's a lot of words. Holy Diver was a lot of words. And I got it the last two songs. Yeah. And I'd run over to Gary and be like, I got it. You know, he's like, you fucker. And I'd run over to Gary and be like, I got it. You know, he's like, you fucker. Uh, But yeah, man the hardest gig of my life and it was amazing and i knew that it just wasn't me to be able to sh- fill the shoes nice. bottom line so did you get out of music at all right then or because you waited a little while before reignition no right? no no uh-uh. no we had i'd been writing the album on the bus this my portion of the songs oh, but really? it was really weird because the last day i asked gary out of respect you know as the boss i said hey gary would you mind if i went and talked to dave and because i was working for exodus and nuclear blast on that tour and I, I really was so i ain't gonna talk about my band to uh-huh. anybody you know um and i just asked him out of respect you know you mind if i get a minute with him and so i handed him my reignition tape right and we go home and fucking <laughs> uh, two weeks later gigantia tour is announced in uh-huh. public and it's like megadeth uh, or uh, some symphonies reignition, and I'm I'm blabbering off like reignition. There's another band called Reignition. What the fuck? They didn't get a hold of you yet. Dude, they didn't get a hold of me. They called. They called me, left a message, and said uh, William Morris called me. Someone from William Morris said, uh, "Yeah, I'm looking for Steve Esquivel, um, Reignition. Uh, um, Dave wants to know how much money you want and what's it going to take to get you on this tour." And I'm like, 
are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck? So this, the whole tour, like, you know, let me back up. Cause Dave does, it was going through a sober thing and he was doing all these prayers. Uh-huh. Well, he came up and he busted me smoking weed after he was look after earshot left, he was looking for a band and he wanted to come up and talk to Exodus. And here I am smoking in the back lounge and he comes up. He's like, is that marijuana I smell? I'm like, oh, I'm going home. Oh no. I'm sorry, Dave. I've been standing on my bus, dude. I'm sorry. And he's like, dude, relax, bro. It's all good. He's like, I need an opening band. Fucking earshot left, you know? And I'm like, Death Angel. You know? He's like, Death Angel? Wow, there's still a band, you know? But uh, crazy, man. I was, uh, he he took, he kind of, you know, we'd do prayers every night. It didn't matter where I was. He'd come and have his uh, his roadie cowboy you know uh-huh. and like i said i'm a fly on the wall i'd wake up in the morning and just walk around these arenas like i was just might not ever be there again right you know what i mean and like really just just observe and just check it out fucking watch the riggers watch everything, watch everything. Yeah, right. in my thong in my thongs in my slippers you're yeah, right you know what i mean cup of uh, coffee watching them set the shit up yeah you that's see me still today i still I, right? i'm up early so i fucking I'm, love it man and uh i got no problem i always know all the crew guys and people the guys in the band right? go, who's that i'm like Oh, he's one of the grips. And I'm like, how do you know? I'm like, well, I've been up since nine o'clock. <laughs> totally. I got up an hour after you went to bed. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, you know, kind of run with the day crew. But that's cool. I, I think it. that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. That's what it was about. So he'd, he'd always come and send him uh, to get me for prayer time. Really? And he'd do, always do prayers with me. And it actually changed my life because I'm, I, I'm not Christian, but my beliefs have changed dramatically my passion for things have changed dramatically and I know people that know him and him before then and after and everything but there was a connection that he and I made that's great and uh, if it's good if it's positive that it yeah don't dude so uh, I I definitely um it's like you know outcome was actually had a good dog I hung out with him for like about an hour last year at grass pop Backstage, nice. just me and him and, and another friend of mine that was uh, two friends of mine actually that were over there just hanging out and we they we played a set earlier that day and and then I watched his set from the stage and and for some reason um we kind of hooked up and I went to his little compound and me and him had a really really great conversation. Cool. We talked about a lot. Talked about kids. Talked about obviously you know the business and the and the state of affairs. So you know always had mad respect for Dave. He's always carried himself in that respect. Hella cool. Hella cool. There's dude. very much business so. and and exactly. you know he takes no shit. I That's mean, right. You, you and he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. It's just that I respect that he wants blue Adidas, blue jeans, <laughs> pressed every white shirt, ready to go. Yeah, right, I'm so. gonna be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. So, um, did you guys you put a record out with Reignition, right? Yes, sir. Came and, home and um, we signed a small deal. And who uh, with uh, a label called Corporate Punishment? Uh, you probably that's know the, Tom it, Hazar. Yeah, he it's runs the time. It's the time of. Uh, the little type of labels that were so yeah, yes, it was, it was. Um, was, it was these fans sure a lot of and, labels and doing stuff yeah um yeah so corporate punishment i mean dude had tons of titles and fucking tons, tons of killer bands and uh we actually worked with uh you know snake help producer but we got to work with kent mackey you, you know kent um metallica's crew and he yeah thought, uh you know phenomenal i mean the record just came out just amazing and you know i mean it's kind of weird. I mean, it was one of those bands to this day. I mean, I just heard it, uh, my boy Rob Parker. 
made me listen to it the other day, bro, and I, I had tears in my eyes. I mean, there's this, there's some songs in there, bro. You know, I I'm very um, leery of listening to my stuff from mm. the past unless I need to learn it. But I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah, the thing too. is with me. I keep I could do everything in my catalog. I'm like anal retentive, my memory and I, I I really any song from the Exodus from my era, if you were to say right now, I could probably do it. And if not, I could listen to it once and then be able to do it. But mm-hmm. I, I, I don't get in my car or the gym and go, I'm gonna listen to Fabulous Disaster today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. Some people do. I, I I don't. You know what I mean. So I guess I don't know. I I probably start getting emotional. Going, man, it was thirty yeah. years ago. And I remember I was twenty five and I was having the greatest. Why did all the time go? You know what I mean. Where was the technology then? I know exactly, exactly. So um, how long did that project? Wait, do you sing while uh, riding your motorcycle? No, I sing like a motherfucker. Do you really? Fucking. Six feet and under. I've been getting into. Oh really? I no. fucking just get. The, do you have, so do you have music them. on your bike? Yeah, but I I've, don't. I but I don't listen to it. I, I sing. Oh, because like, I don't either. I, I want to hear the the sounds. I want to hear the motorcycle. I want to hear mm, totally. You know totally. everything going on around yeah, exactly. me. So I'm very much so yeah. into it. No, I don't. I, I'm a little weird like that too. Not that that's weird. That's not weird. <laughs> it's cautious, right? But I, have I, to be cautious. And I'm just, uh, I'm a Steve new, and I I'm a both ride rider. custom Harley Davidsons. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a newer rider, so I'm, uh, I'm not trying to fucking lane split. I'm not, I'm not a hot dogger, bro. Oh, really? I'm a dirt biker, so I can God, get real I'm a stupid. lane splitter. Because uh, you're, because you're probably well seasoned. You are. I, I'm, I'm a, a I'm a dirt biker. Yeah, dirt bike I'll is put my fucking foot down just because I'm stupid. Next thing you know, I'm going to swallow really, it by no, my back. No, 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 no. I, I, I think I'm, I'm a, hitting a berm. Ah, I'm a splitter. If, 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 I, if it even gets down to like 30, 40 miles an hour, I'm like, uh, fuck this, man, in between yeah, yeah. fucking. And I, I'm 30 and under. I have, a thir- I have a thunderheader and my bike's all beefed. So when I'm coming through, it's like, wow, wow. They know I'm coming 10 cars ahead. So I'm good yeah. about it. I'm smart about it. I'm smart about it. What, um, what other tour did you guys do other than Gigant Tour? In- no, we didn't do Gigant oh, Tour. So you didn't no, do No, no, no. We were like, well, well we're not even a fucking band yet. I just gave him our demo tapes, and he fucking loved them. So he threw us on the tour. So I got William Morris fucking like, uh, I don't know who the fuck Reignition is, but Dave's going crazy about you. What's going to take? <laughs> you know. So I had to I go gotta get find a band a together. And- I had to go find a manager and represent us for the tour and just, uh, what happened basically is she got her other band on the tour because we weren't ready. And who was that? Uh, you don't have to uh, say. I don't remember. What year was uh, it? 2000 and something around there. Like right after the Megadeth, uh, right after Temple of the Damned. So it would be 2004, 2005, okay. something like that. My wow. time zones are really screwed up, bro. I try to keep it in the pocket because people try to keep the whole thing so everybody, you know, because a lot of people like to identify with, wow, I was going through college at that time, man, when they were doing that. So I kind of uh, like that. Like, that's why I always ask you, when was this? And, and this yeah, I can stuff. identify with landmarks. Yeah, that's okay. We don't have many landmarks to identify. So did you, uh, after Reignition, you kind of, you put the band together, right? Because I remember... My son's band, Oscar I, played with you guys at Bourbon Street one time. Really? 
Yeah, my son Cody was in a band before Hatred. They were kind of like um, like a Viking metal band out of Walnut Creek called Oscar Eye. They played with Reignition on on a show at Bourbon Street. It was a okay. Lamori show. Okay. Wow. She had like eight bands on the fucking thing. Sure. They were one of them, you know. And so, but I remember it. It wasn't. But I very short lived, right? Not too. We long. went a uh, few years, yeah. No, I mean we had high hopes, man. There was a lot of, I mean, all of our peers and a lot of bands that we respected. Really, everyone thought it was going to blow, you know. And it was just a weird time for for music then. Um, still, I know. Still, uh, that little weird time. It was like labels were getting; they wanted the records for free, you know. You're the, and, you know, the MySpace time. Yes, yes. MySpace yes. time for me was this stupid because I'm not a good Facebook. My space navigator. No, I'm not I, I could give a fuck about likes. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's like we sold 500 cop, fucking thousand copies, but we have 3,000 likes. Right. You know what I mean? Come on. I got exactly. fucking 10,000 emails, but yeah. 3,000 likes. Fucking what the fuck? So all those landmarks mean shit to me. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so, I don't know. What year did you, uh, what year did you, there. what year did you, uh, I know. Get it out, Steve. <laughs> Get it out. Starting to sweat. So what year? That's because you're jacking up, bro. It gets it a little, little hot down here in the vault. So uh, when did you kind of kind of look at it and say, well, I don't want to do this anymore after, you know? And- yeah, we had we had really just, we were heartbroken over the, you know, the the record. I mean, Snake put so much time into it. Because I mean, you'd already done songs. it with Defiance. You'd already done it with Skin Lab. And now you're on number three. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It- didn't really seem like you know number three i mean i was like really pumped for it because it was a, a you know i finally got my temple of the dog stuff out you know what right. i mean uh we got to go work with sylvia massey tool producer i mean it was really fun sylvia did know? was the second engineer on on uh pleasures of the flesh and fabulous disaster did right you know now she told us yes yeah we she was the second engineer and ironically enough our new producer uh ulrich wild does it ring a bell no. Yeah, cause he was a young kid working for you guys on the one with the ball. Uh, he was the guy Wild. with Chubba, Chubba, because yeah, Chubba, yeah, the guy yeah, who dude, did. He was, uh, he was Terry Date's fucking assistant. Because Chubba Patak did uh, Impact is Imminent, and Chubba had did um, Garage Days by Metallica. That's where we met him. Hmm. He did that album, so we had him do that. But there wasn't. I, that was a little. That album was a little hazy. Hazy going on. There was some stuff oh, going. There was some stuff. So right, you won't kill it. There was some stuff going on in the studio. Right, right. Yeah, I made one of them records. Got kicked out. Coming, coming. Them people were working in there. Oh, didn't yeah. necessarily know who they were. So uh, that's one of those hazy records. Anyway, so you um, after you kind of, kind of called it quits. Did you get out for a while? What did you do next? No, started one back skin lab, um, right? You know, because that was always the plan. We're gonna, I'm gonna do the side project. My, my, I have seasonal stuff, and and it's you know, it's when skin lab's dormant and it's time to write a record, I'll go and do a rock something, something to get out my uh, delicate side. So those songs don't end up on skin lab records. So it was, uh, I needed to get that reignition record, my portion of it, and it grew out to be bigger than anything I ever imagined. I mean, we had Mark Hernandez from Dress uh-huh. the Dead, yeah. Dave, which is, I mean, he's just a fucking star, you know? Um, and he could care less. He fucking can care less. And, and uh, that's the beauty about him, you know? Um, we've, always, we've always said, never say never. Um, Never maybe, say never. Never say never. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll fucking hang out and do another record. You know you what I mean? Uh huh. We're all still friends. That's great. Yeah. 
Um, so back to Skin Lab, Scars Between Us, another weird MySpace, weird freaking time. Nobody wanted to touch us. We, had, we weren't on Century Media, no big machine. It was this Steve Rona's boat calling Paul and Snake saying, yeah, I freaking yapped to everybody in the industry and punished them all. You know what I mean? And uh, we got we uh, got a small deal by, by a dude um, trying to do it. You know, kid with money, and uh, felt like we ca- we did uh, scars between us. We kind of catered to a scene that didn't really accept us, uh-huh. right? Because, like I said, Revolting Room was, which is our biggest record, was you know, I mean, we had, you know, we we have all these bands that end up being big, you know, Drowning Pool, uh, sure, Disturbed, all these right. bands come right. on up telling us how much of an influence we were on them, uh-huh. and we're like, really, holy shit. Maybe uh, that's the DNA that we have in us that they've got. Maybe we should, maybe we should try writing some fucking radio way. shit, you know. So we stuck our neck on the line, and and literally, you know, um, it was kind of weird because during the recording of the album, uh, we had just finished it. Uh, you know, Roadrunner had stepped in and wanted to buy it off Century Media, and um, friends of good friends of Mike Gitter over there, uh, and Monty, you know Mike of course. very well. Uh huh, um, and they. Uh, they're interested in picking up the album right when we we're recording it. And, uh, it was a really cool time. You know, it was like, wow, if we got something here, you know, they thought we had some radio stuff and, uh, and century media was just like, you know, fuck off. And this is our band. And, uh, we put out our record and then kill switch engage. And that whole scene came out. And like I said earlier, the hot potato, our radio mediocre, heavy record was like, not considered fun, uh-huh. fun anymore uh-huh. really quick like right when it was released right it sold a shitload you know um but it we weren't fucking why cool i just is? cut off my dreads you think you think, you think short you think hair curiosity why it's so uh, we well? got lumped in, we just got lumped into the new metal thing uh-huh. we took that chance you know these guys right. are disturbed and all these cats are telling us how much we right. influence them we're like well, maybe we could. Maybe we should write. Pay our house Get bill. down with the sickness. Maybe or we should right. get down with the sickness. Yeah, right. You know okay. I mean? Exactly. Pale face. You know, mm. we go. We're fucking pale face. We wrote right. that shit. Exactly. You know? Let's make that shit big. You know, and it uh, fucking blew up right under. Well, it didn't blow up. The fucking shit got taken right out from it under got, our the, feet. The, the, the rug got pulled. And the, you know, next thing you know, rightfully so. I mean. You know, rightfully so. Uh, my boys in Shadows Fall, they were the ones that take our spot. We took we took Stuck Mojo's spot, you know. Shadows Fall took you guys? And they took our spot. They got, I just cut my dreads off. They're like, oh, we'll get some other fucking cute little skinnier dude with longer fucking dreads yeah, right. down to the fucking leg, you know. And it was awesome. So, really, we've been on the sidelines for the last 11 years, you know what I mean? And it's... You know what that could do to you? Could yes, fucking, I do. I'm a caged animal right now. Uh, you know? I, I, I can't do it. That's why I did Dublin Death Patrol, Tenet, Hatred, ACDC. Right, right, I did. Right. I, have, I actually I think like, that's where you were when when I was singing for Exodus. I think you were writing the new Hatred record. Probably. <laughs> Just kidding. I probably was. You're no, like they were suckers. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's little. what I'm saying. They didn't know that. Seven yeah. nine. You they guys are working know. it out. I was exploiting my children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For that. Eat that lunch. We got to write a song. Exactly. Well, Nick, when I bought him his drums, I think he was 10, and I used to drag him out to the garage, and I had this little guitar because I can play a little bit of chords and stuff, mm-hmm. and I would do like 
like like um, um, Rob Zombie songs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nick, that's kind of a, Give I'm like, I got to play a, you know, a, a, a demon, a demon seating or, or, a, or one of his songs that we used to do is very easy right, to right. play. Uh, uh. And so uh, um, that's kind of how that went with, with him. But you, you've been, what, dormant for 11 years now. Pretty much, yeah. Yep, and, yep. and in the last year, you've pulled it back together. In the last three years, um, we've started really um, touring. We we we. Um, but in the last year, you've written a record today. In, <laughs> in the last three years, I've fucking written fucking records, brought back members, parted with members, brought you know, brought back Snake, thrown the record, all my my portion of the songs. I'm not saying the whole record, but just, you know, started over. I've never done that in my life. And, and you know, um, then when it came time for everything to get down the nitty gritty, I brought every single song that I threw away. I brought back and said, I'm fucking doing this record the way I, I want it. This record's so going to be done. who's on the record now? Who do you have in uh, the band? Well, Snake's back in the band. Snake. Um, our guitar player, Marcos, who's been in the band for you uh -huh. know, four years now. He's he's on the album now. Um, and our new drummer, Fabian, uh -huh. um, yep, Fabian, uh, he's a friend of the, from the Bay He's actually an Italian. Sure dude. sounds Italian anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he sure sounds Italian. Oh, wow. He's, but he's a killer drummer, man. And he's Good. a, he's a friend of the family and he was, uh, you know, Paul, Paul decided to bail out during pre-production just as we were getting ready to go record the record. Um, we've been bros and, and like I said, he's been with us. Right, every carbon sure. and eating shit and fucking, you know, doing it, right, having fun times, bad right. times, right. And you know, when it came down to it, it just we didn't have to be in a band to be brothers. Uh, that's good. We stood up and we hugged that's it good. out. That's and, great. And and we moved on. So yeah, um, you know, Paul decided to leave during pre-production, and uh, you know, <clears throat> it was. Uh, a good, a weird time because you know, have, not having your brother by your side, spent there for twenty years, right? Was you know, was a, it was a test, but it, it brought me and Snake closer together, and yeah. and it really built our energy and and rekindled the fire. We uh, and you know, we end up, we end up going with Fabian because his drive, and he was just on it. We were looking for someone to come in and help track demo the songs. Um, before I knew it, he had already, you know, like basically agreed, like yes, you know, and he's got a funny little accent, you know. I saw he's from from Italy, so he's got a nice little Italian accent. He lives and, here in the Bay Area, now? yes, and he's lived here for a while. Snakes produced a lot of his bands. He's in a band called um, Red Serpy. Um, he's also from a, another band here called Bizarre Bizarre. So he's a he's a singer songwriter drummer does everything. He's just wow. a badass. And um, he's a Gajora head, you know, so he's this Mr. T so it was going to take a lot to replace Paul, you know what I mean? Um, sure. Paul is uh, one of the simple drummers, but he was just what we had called, this, he had the Cincinnati backbeat, which he's, 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 he's just, lab. He, yeah, you know, he, he is. And so when we brought in somebody, it was going to be tough, you know, and um, with Paul's kind of nod, Fabian became the dude, you know? It's kind of weird because And Paul, you were saying that you and Paul stay are stupid. It made you guys realize that you're friends first, not your brothers in music first. Exactly. Uh, We've been through a lot of stuff together. And, 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 How does that and, feel And, and now, Skin Labs Steve? had a lot of fucking... Skin Labs had a lot of members, you know, mostly guitar players, obviously. But 
it's been you know no life, it's just that life's one guitar that one side just could never you know what i mean i bug hatred about that all the time that's that one i think they nailed it's it now final tap it's that one side they just Poof. couldn't get it together you know what i mean yeah. so i understand i mean I, dude I, I know i'm i'm abrasive i i, I know that i mean I, but I, I really know what i want i don't i don't think i'm i don't i don't, I don't know man listen wanting to be in a band five people Different personalities, different sure, attitudes, making oh, it together. Making it together that's twenty years, and and plus in your case, <laughs> it's you know that's an achievement itself. Thirty five now with Exodus, yeah, yeah, in and out. You know what I mean? All all cash and prizes. Thirty five. So uh, yeah, we we hugged it out and good, and um, you know, fucking you know, shitty part is we'll probably be in a better band soon. <laughs> you know always he's available so if you're looking for somebody i mean he's a fucking sick ass drummer but we've always said if you want to be big go open up for skin lab or go work for us you know no, we've, we've, we've sent said, we've sent people off fucking making the big money no, exodus we've done the same thing <laughs> yeah. too think about kirk hammett yeah think about sure. that there's a pantera sure. opened up for us yeah uh, uh we did a, a sitcom with toby mcguire who became spider-man yeah so yeah if wow. you touch exodus you will go on to great. Cool. John Tempesta played yeah. in Exodus. What man was John? Yeah, in? yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I again, I, I guess we we do have this. We have yeah. this essence that a, we, we make this commercial. There. Thanks, Zach. If I never met Exodus, I wouldn't be in the position I am. Thanks, Exodus. <laughs> so yes, we have that ongoing uh, kind of joke uh, that we go on. Um, so tell us where we are now. Well, where we are now? Wow. We're the we're, day before a new song comes out. First song. Oh, actually, we, we released. Uh, it's it's uh, called Overcoming. The song is August about ninth, right? Uh, August 9th, It comes out. Um, it's it's uh, it's cool, man. I mean, true true to form. I'm really excited. I, like I was just saying earlier, we have no idea. I have no, my guard's down. I have no expectations. So at midnight I, I, tonight, uh, that thing's getting uh-huh. dropped. That, that's the way they do it now. Yeah, that's the way it gets done. Fr- Remember, it was Tuesdays. Streaming. Yeah, now it's right, Fridays right. now. They've changed. I, I, it. I wonder if it's just the no. Payday. What it is is people are yeah payday. <laughs> you know, people were a, broke by Tuesday. It was never a good idea. Right, Why the right. fuck would you put a record out on right, Tuesday? Right, right. So definitely a payday. So single comes out tomorrow. Single comes August. out tomorrow and shortly, and we have a video. So by the uh, time this a, gets there, this video. will already be out. Cool. Yes, uh, so hopefully you've already... And the record out. drops? Uh, we are shooting for late September. I'll ha- I don't have a date for you right now. You're shooting uh, um, for late September. Late September, and we're shooting for the last week because the last week we have a show of, at San Francisco that we're going to be promoting here real soon. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, hopefully everything's going to work out. You know, oh, it hasn't been uh, it's, it's, Everything finalized. is penciled in, man. I like, I'm just like, but you, ah! get, you can't. It's one of those gag order yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You say anything, then it won't. Then it happen, won't happen. And then you're a dick for opening your fucking yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. And you ruined everything for us, Steve, by saying, "And ooh, you voodooed us," and that's what happens, huh? Well, that's the thing, ah, man. That's how this business rolls. Damn for it. once in my life, I don't run Skin Lab anymore. Really, we have, and, and this is what you asked. You know, we got back together. It's really we, we now we're running on all, all cylinders, which means we have a booking agent, we have a manager behind us, we have a manager, one of my best friends. Um, you know, tell him, tell, talk yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah, talk you know, about well, him. you know, Sean Glass from Soil, Broken uh-huh. Hope. I mean, he's been one of my best friends for a long time. Little bastard. Um, you know, it's it's nice to have people in my corner that are really that love Skin. He's been a Skin Lab fan for a long time, and 
and a, one of my pro- most honest friends I have. And, Excellent. And, right and, now and, we and, have and the most probably that. most honest management. Robin Mason does. Uh, she does. I don't know if you know yeah, Robin. Yeah, I do. And and Robin loves Exodus just like that. And Robin has always, and I can trust her with every last bit of it. You awesome. know what I mean? And, and, and I think that that's important. You yeah. Know, when you have somebody that really digs what you're doing, it makes it worthwhile other than just worrying about, uh, what's your numbers? How much can you bring me? You know what I mean? I, I think it's much better. Or just go, 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 go. Yeah, know? well, die, 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 because you're going to owe me. <laughs> die, die, die. I get to stay home. Die, die, die. I get to stay home, and, and I make your money while you're killing yourself. Yeah, so yeah. just go, kill yourself, die, 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 yeah. you know? I understand. Reno to Seattle to L.A. Oh, yeah, exactly. I know, right? Right? Let's go. And you have to play two shows in one night. Go uh, out, yeah, get it done. And we're complaining. Shit. Yeah, so name of the album? Venomous. Venomous. And label? Uh well pretty cool. We uh we have well it's not our own label. What what happened is uh <laughs> you know, we've been talking to plenty of labels in the last year or two. Um and uh you know, it just didn't work out between one and we decided to go another way, man, and it just so happens an investor reached out to us. And was like, you know, what's it going to take to get a fucking Skin Lab record? Really? And we were like, well, it could take this, but it's going to take this to get it out to the world. And he didn't bat an eye. And Distribution? He's been we got well, everything. We Sony. So. Oh, it's oh, we great. got everything. That's all you need. We got Monzi on radio. Love Monzi for yo, years. Yo, you know, for I mean, years. we've been waiting for... We haven't had the oppor- these opportunities since Century Media. And I don't That's know if great. you know... Uh, I love it's something I've been marketing. saying. It, yes, that's uh, a plug for you. One thing Muzzy. I've been saying is marketing. that, uh, yeah, he's been doing it a long time. Love man. him. Oh God, forever. He re- he you did Exodus he, albums. Yeah, back in the day. Yes, he did. He, that's how I met him. I mean, he would always. He's always there for you know. Uh, the most yeah. Italian fucking American guy you could be, but uh, Munzi Ricci <laughs> for years. Every time we see him. Where's Gary for years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great, isn't <laughs> <For> it? <years. laughs> I think I remember that, man. Yes, you do. Yeah, so no, we, we we've hired, we've assembled. So basically, we we we're fortunate to meet this cat who loves the band, and he's invested his fucking monies on us and a company, and has made a really cool company called Art Is War Records. And um, we were the band to kind of catapult everything. We set the, you know, perimeters. And we started signing bands throughout, you know, the world. Uh, we just signed Pissing Razors, wow, my homeboys. Um, uh, Lucas, the owner, just signed Cinder. Um, and our first charting, you know, Billboard charting band uh, of the label. It's first good, first release, good. yeah. Hey, man, you got to so build this somewhere, bro. That's mm-hmm. great. He, I mean... It, it's really cool. We're, we're very fortunate to be at a place uh, that's basically comes from love um, and some street experience, you know? Right. Um, it's, it's cool to well, see. Well, if you've been in the game as long as you've been in the game, you know what you want. You know what it takes to get mm. there too, right? Yeah, we know what we want. Glass, Sean, our manager, he knows what to do. And this cat is willing to do it. And, and, and not only just for us, but, I mean, he's starting a label for himself, so it's really cool to see. And, you know, back in the day, our last record, we was in the same situation with the young kid that wanted to start a label. But then the, the Century Medias, who are now the big thing, the Nuclear Blast, who are now, who, who were the small guys then, yes. they weren't letting nobody in. The prosthetics, yeah. and the, yeah. they were on, 
man, you better pay your dues. Get out of here, little kid with money, yeah. you know. Shoot, yeah. you know, don't try coming in back doors either. I don't care if you have a brand name band. It's just rude, you know what I mean? So we were in that position before, but now we're coming to it in a whole new thing. Uh-huh. And it's just kind of weird because, like I said, I'm, I kind of like to be the shy guy, but, uh, you know, after being gone after so many years, it's uh, it's kind of weird being back, you know what I mean? Cause Feels good, though, don't it? it, it, it and the fans want you it's back. It's going to feel good. I, I, I feel something's happening. Talk know? about the talk. You guys are going on tour. Talk about some of the shows you got going on. Yeah. Tell everybody, because everybody watches yeah, yeah. The Vault all around the world. So yeah. anywhere you're going to be, cool. Bay Area, it doesn't matter. Dates are on our website. Um, but we're, you know, it starts off in Reno on the 18th. Ends in Sacramento. 18th of August. Of eight, August, excuse me. Um yeah, well, it's probably one of the sickest sets we've ever had. I mean, we've sent it's a fat asset. Is we're playing the whiskey, skin yeah, yeah, Skin Lab headliner. Uh-huh. Any, any uh, uh, local openers everywhere, or is it? Are you bringing yeah. somebody with you? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's uh, locals in every town. Great, you know. Um, and I, I would just, I mean, look on our website for all anything the in Europe right Facebook. now for for once the record gets released. You got anything lined up over there? We're hope, yeah, of course. I'm I'm sure we're gonna get there, but nothing lined up now. I mean, we have the records being released well, out release there. Release gets in September next summer. All the festivals will be yeah, open yeah. to you. They're kind of they're mm-hmm. over with now. They've been booked already, but and not I'm for sure. next year yet. Right, you know right. What I mean? So you know, we're just very fortunate to be back in the game. We feel like we have a strong record, and we're just gonna let us do its work, man. We're I it's love gonna be that. fun, dude. I love you that. Know? It looks like you're ready. I am ready. I am ready. Yeah. Well, hey, brother. Thank you for coming in the vault. Thank you. And talking Thank with you me about me. everything. And I can have you back in again, right? We can talk about. We can bring Anytime some old stories. We yeah, can yeah. just. We can talk about other stuff. You know. Anything you want. Cool. 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 You guys, leave me comments. Talk about because I've already seen your comments from the Mike Kaufman interview about defiance. I'm going to give you as much of it. As I can, obviously, subscribe to my channel, share this stuff. And uh, for me and Mr. Steve Esquivel, we'll see you guys in the vault real soon.